tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Monday. A little later on in the day. Normally, this goes up around 9, but I'm doing one of these single shows today. I had a lot of guests on recently, but I'm going to do a lot. of It's a new show. John Watts, Spider-Man fame, is highly rumored to be doing a, um, a, a series that has not been announced yet, Star Wars series that has not been announced yet, that Favreau is going to produce, and a lot of people are saying it's basically Stranger Things in the Star Wars world during the High Republic, and they're really pushing this High Republic thing, so we'll get into that. Uh, Patrick Stewart comments on whether, and you know, the rumors going around that he's in um, the new Doctor Strange movie. You got Uncharted doing pretty well, Box Office, Peacemaker did really well for HBO Max, and I'm taking questions from you guys. A lot of great stuff going on. And by the way, if you haven't done it, show a little class. Will you subscribe? Hit that notification button. And anything that we're doing, we got the Batman coming up, Batman rewatches, interviews that we've done. So many people kept asking, like, dude, when are you going to do your interviews again? When one on one? So many up there, guys. And this, and I'll be honest. I mean, I still, you know, they do, they do just as good as these episodes do. But I, I was hoping for better. I was hoping for better. I'm hoping that people that did, just didn't want to see, you know, they. I know that this stuff, the Batman and, and Star Wars, and when you see that stuff, you, you want to see it and you click on it, and that's why you're here. I understand that, and, and I've come to terms with it. But what I will say, it is a bummer when I had such a great interview with uh, whether it's Booker T or, uh, or whoever it is, and I want that thing to do 40, 50, 60, 80, 100,000 views. But, you know, what can you say? I just find people interesting and more people need to hear their stories. But whatevs, you can find it if you want to watch it. Um, nonetheless, i got a lot to talk about. The uh, movie trivia showdown season nine is coming up. Um, the hype train continues, everybody. Harloff overhyping the season again. And boy, is it well-deserved because the series is awesome. So suck on it, pal. Um, we got a good one. It's going to be fun today, guys. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy the show. We're going to do, we'll do some fun, have some fun, do the whole thing. Let's do it. It's the big thing. Come on, everybody. What's up, everyone? It's the big thing. It's me. It's you. We're going to have fun today. There's a lot to talk about. And all these interviews and pre-tapes that we're doing. We're getting back in studio finally. We just did the, the back in studio with Coy uh, and Winston. Did the Dark Knight. We got one more of those to go. We got the Dark Knight Rises. And then we're right into the Batman. We just kind of keep going on and... Coy and Winston are back in studio. We're going to start bringing other people back in studio for other episodes. The council is going to start coming back in the studio. We're, we're, we're moving back into it. And the goal is to 
rearrange all this stuff too and and get a new uh new look for the studio in general so a lot of things kind of working as we uh finally it feels like 2022 is starting to begin now even though we're you know like almost into month three but to me it's almost like month one if that makes any sense at all uh let's get right into the news man let's get into the news i will start with this one it's fine uh i was going to start with the john watts one but we'll start with this one this halo series i liked the trailer i'll be honest i did play halo i loved halo I was looking forward to when the movie was announced years ago, but then I think it's much better that they're doing TV. Uh, not thrilled that it's not canon or it's a, kind of a different series altogether. And and then I said, oh, you know, let's see this. This I don't like this story, though. I'll be honest. This story is um, I don't like this story, and this is nothing against Pablo Schreiber. I I I I, I actually really like him. I think he's a great actor. I've, I've liked him ever since um, uh, freaking uh, Wire season two. But here's the story. IGN spoke with Kiki Wolfkill, who is 343 Industries Studio Head of Transmedia. And I got this off Dark Horizons. All these stories will become off Dark Horizons. Studio Head of Transmedia and an executive producer of the TV series who confirms that Pablo Schreiber's master chief character in the series will take off his iconic helmet and show his face. Wolfkill says the reason that doing this so is it had to do with the story they're trying to tell. I think we set to tell our character story and a personal story, and once we really got into that story, it was became clear that you need to see the person, the armor under the helmet. It's called this is this is that 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 translates to agent was insisting that actor wanted to show his face. You will see his face. For some people, it's been a moment twenty years in the making. No, and, and most Halo hardcores don't don't want don't don't need to see his face. It, it's it, it adds to the character like dread. It's just, this is silly. I don't like this. And for other people, it is something that it feels hard to imagine. Count me as one of those people. We absolutely respect both sides of that fence, those who really want to see Chief's face and those who don't. But for the nature of the story, it felt important to connect with Master Chief in a different way, and it meant showing the face. Yeah, sure. The explanation was fine. Whether this will be like the Mandalorian without with only the occasional glimpse, okay, Good comparison to get me saying, okay, let, uh, we'll t- let's talk about it. Or something more visible. We don't know yet. The series will follow the epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. It's coming out on March 24th. All right, it's a lot of breakdown here. A lot to break down. First part of it. Um, I don't like it. Doesn't mean I'm going to go and go, well, now the show's going to be stupid. This guy could be absolutely right. You could watch this show and say, well, it made sense for the story, the way that they did for, you know, Mandalorian as they brought up in the article and it just happens every once in a while or it happened once okay all right fine and if I it's I didn't love it not necessary I think that to me the difference of Mandalorian is that the Mandalorian in in, in what we saw before we really knew the rules of the Mandalorian of, of this series tons of Mandalorians have shown their face so then they started to set that rule up in the way that, that it played into it. You're like, okay, and this was a character that was just invented. So there were no really rules as far as like, what well, or mystery behind it. Like, oh man, like Boba Fett was one of those people you never saw his face. And people complained that you showed his face too much. Tamar Morrison complained that you showed his face too much. Um, and I mean, that might be a different circumstance because I showed it a lot and talked a lot, but I don't know, man. I think, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know about the series. I think it looks great. I liked the trailer. You can see me. I, I did my reaction to it, and I'm still excited about it. I'm, I'm still going to watch it. And I it was so long. I played the first two or three games, and I liked them a lot. I don't know if I'm 
going to remember so much of it that I'm like, well, wait a minute, because I didn't remember a lot of the shit already that was in inside of it. Uh, when the trailer, people were telling me, the hardcore fans were like, well, this is different, this is different, it doesn't stick to canon, it's this, it's that. And I was like, because a lot of the Spartans, I remember in the game not being around, I remember him being the only one, but apparently this is, I thought maybe it was a prequel before him, but apparently it's just a different, they're all going to be running around. So I don't know. You know, it's the same thing when you look at Uncharted that just came out. There's a lot of stuff with Uncharted that was very different from the games, and the casting was extremely different. People had fun with the movie that didn't know the game. So will people have will people give a crap if they're just brand new sticking to this series? I don't know. But what do you say? What do you guys think? Now this is interesting. All right, now everybody heard Patrick Stewart's voice, right? In Doctor Strange. At least everybody thought so. Everybody thought they heard it. I mean, I did the trailer reaction to it, and I said, there it is. That's that's Patrick Stewart. Everybody did it. So here's the article. The recent Super Bowl launched trailer for Sam Raimi's Rami, Sam Sam Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness got a lot of people talking, and much of that conversation was about one scene and one line of dialogue. Specifically, a scene in the trailer sees a handcuffed Strange brought before a, tri- a tribunal of some sort populated by figures in silhouette. Then one of them seems to speak, and it's quite clearly Patrick Stewart. And everyone started to speculate that Stewart was reprising his role as as, as Professor X. And uh, and then is it part of the Marvel Comics team, the Illuminati, which is a fictional secret society, which Xavier, Strange, Tony Stark, Reed Richards, the Inhuman Black Bolt, and Namor the uh, Submariner are a part? The Internet, being the uh, Internet, continued down the rabbit hole of theories with another being Tom Cruise showing up as an alternate form of Tony Stark. Stewart said it's a Stewart, however, is amusingly playing coy, not confirming or denying the report. After he was asked by ComicBook.com about the trailer and if he's going to show up as Professor X, this is what he said. You know, people have been imitating my voice ever since I came on the stage sixty years ago, so I can't be held responsible for that. Okay, that's a nice way to confirm it because it's not really because at least he's not going to be called a a liar. And Andrew Garfield, I love him to death, is a liar. <laughs> he had to be. Of course, in the wake of the months of denials by actor Andrew Garfield about what turned out to be correct rumors of his appearance in Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm glad that he lied, though, to be honest. No matter, I mean, everybody just kind of assumed it anyway, but what's he going to say? He's going to get himself in trouble? No matter what denials actors going to offer about Marvel these days, don't believe him. Doctor Strange in Multiverse of Madness arrives in May 6th. Yeah, this fucker's in it. Come on. We know he's in it. Of course he is. And I think that all that other stuff, um, because we've heard rumors about Tom Cruise, we've heard rumors about um, about uh, John Krasinski being in this thing. That's the scene. It's this is what I I talked about on I th- I don't remember who it was talking to it was it was maybe it was Jeff Dye or I can't remember but we we're just talking about just, all these spoilers that are coming out, you know. I know it's reports and we hell I'm doing it right now I'm talking about it. It, it's it and it's spreading the word. Somebody out there who didn't hear me, the shit just heard it now. So I'm part of the problem. I understand that. Lock me up. I'm overhyping it. But the thing is that these news reports come out, and it seems like you know if there's if there's smoke, it's fire. And Rob Liefeld was even when he was on this show and we talked about it. He seemed I don't know if, I don't know what he saw. He didn't confirm anything outright. But he just said, you know, the stuff you hear, it's probably true. Now, we've heard a ton of it. So how much of that, we don't know. But, yeah, he's in it. And um, I'm excited to see him. And I don't want to know any more about it. I don't, want, I don't want to know any more about it. We will. We'll talk about it. But I don't want to know any about it. But what do you guys think? He's in this thing, right? There's no, there's no doubt at this point. 
There's no doubt. All right, let's get into this. This is the one that I wanted to talk about. So John Watts, who is a, you know, is just crushing it right now. Absolutely crushing it. So he's got rumors, rumors going on. So I know that it wasn't, was it Watts? that who, who was the one that had a movie? Was it Watts also? Watts movie scrapped at for Star Wars or was it? I forget. Let's see. Um, I don't know where it was. Either way, I heard that someone said that it was creative differences or something for somebody. I thought it was him, but maybe not. Anyway, here's a report. Spider-Man No Way Home director John Watts is rumored to be in talks to direct at least one episode of a new and unannounced Star Wars series for Disney Plus service. Disgusting. Disgusting? It's some disgusting animal walked on to the middle of the set, dropped his pants, dropped the dump in the middle of it, and they arrested him. Turned out it was premier chef Wolfgang Puck. (laughs) It's not true. None of that is true. And I don't know why Wolfgang jumped into my head. Right? <laughs> Fucking poor Wolfgang. Taking shits. Oh, look out. Come on, cut it out. Discussing film. There we go, I got it. Issued the report indicating that Watts has been invited to sit in the director's chair for at least one episode of the series that is apparently going by the working title of Grammar Rodeo. Favreau is set to be attached to executive produce the new series. This is the Kevin Feige of Star Wars TV, by the way. We know this at this point, which is a great move. Smart move for people going, hey, how come Favreau isn't doing it? He is. Favreau said to be attached to executive produce the new series, and it's currently scheduled to start shooting this summer, this summer in Los Angeles, and is believed to focus on a younger generation of heroes during the High Republic era, which is two centuries before the prequels. The previously announced Star Wars The Acolyte series is also set during the High Republic era, and is currently in pre-production ahead of filming soon in the United Kingdom, but the one Watts has been linked to is said to be a different series, which is likely to be announced at Star Wars Celebration in May. Third season of Mandalorian has reportedly wrapped production ahead of the Star Wars Ahsoka series shooting in L.A. this spring, which suggests this new series would take that studio space after Ahsoka wraps. A second season of Star Wars Andor is scheduled to begin production this fall in the U.K. Watts' involvement in the project will depend on his schedule with the helmer attached to Marvel Studios' Fantastic Four reboot, producing a sixth Final Destination, and steering an Apple TV series reuniting George Clooney and Brad Pitt. He recently filmed the pilot of the new FX series, The Old Man, starring Jeff Bridges. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. And it's not just the the, the, the rumored um, series, which we'll talk about in a second. It's the idea that there's a plan. So we've been asking for for, for years and there's a plan. There's a plan of what they want to do, where they're going to do it. It seems like crisp. It seems like they know they, they're, they're, they're putting Obi-Wan near, near um, Andor, and then you got Ahsoka leading into Mandalorian, and Mandalorian tied into uh, to Boba Fett, which tied into season two of Mandalorian. It's all, like, it's all just playing itself out very well. And then now they're like, well, look, they've been, people have been asking to go outside of that realm. And this is why this it's it's not a coincidence that they're pushing so hard with this High Republic books and comics and all that because they want to get it into the the main the, you know the the hardcore audience first and make the hardcore audience aware of the High Republic era and and then when they start introducing it to the casuals and the Disney Plus subscribers and people are starting to get a little bit more locked into it um, I actually feel that and that out of all of the series or movies. This one might take the most from canon 
because of a lot of different reasons. I think the one main reason is because um, it's it's I think it was kind of coordinated that they wanted to start doing all this. So and these are new characters, and there's not a lot of you know background or expectations on them. So they have this stuff that they could pull from that's working that people have responded to in the comics and the books of these characters. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, but I just think that it's got the most possibility to pull the most from the books. The books are very popular with Star Wars hardcore fans. Um, I've not read them, but I hear great things from, from the Claudia Gray stuff. I hear great things and obviously it's Claudia Gray, but uh, nonetheless, this series, this idea of this kind of stranger things, younger generation. Now the, during the High Republic, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, there's tons of Jedi running around, and the Sith are working in the shadows. This, if if the acolyte does indeed tie into this, and even though this is more lighter and stuff, it could still tie in um, because of the time period, which I think is smart. When you start to, and now you start to build a, a new time period that you can play in. And you can create new characters that can then get spinoffs. It's 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 very smart, and it's the way to, it's the way to to reintroduce new characters and bring in new people. I love it. I love the idea of it. And then for those people, and like ah, it's too kiddie. Fine, it's too kiddie. Don't watch that one. This, the acolyte's supposed to steer more adult side. So this is the beauty of being able to do these different series. This one is going to be geared towards kids. Now the question is, how much is it going to be a Stranger Things type thing where it's there's kids in it, but it still can skew a little bit more towards uh, adults or is it just going to be like a fun kind of you know less serious stand by me you know or uh, or or goonies something like that with jedi kids that's fun my 10 year old will love that she'll be excited to watch that um so i think that's can be yeah, that can be something that'll be great and for those people who are, because they're even you still see now i think that people are still in that mindset of the movies where they watch something, they're like, oh, I can't watch it. Star Wars. It's really let me down now. I can't I can't do it. I can't watch it. I'm not going to see it. Because you're thinking three years later, for people who are upset with Boba Fett, you got Obi-Wan coming around the corner. you know. And for people who don't want that, you want something new, you got High Republic stuff. People who love the other things, you got Ahsoka. You have all these different things that you could watch now as a Star Wars fan. And it's like, you know, and, and at this point, you, you guys, for those people who are still complaining the fact that it's, well, Disney's ruining this and Disney's that, whether you're right or wrong, in, in to, to who I, I don't feel that way, but if you feel that way, whether you're right or wrong, it, it's been since 2012. So at this point, you know, stay on the stay on the ship or jump off. And there's tons of other shit out there, whether it's Marvel and DC and all this stuff, and tons of it. So and and I mean, look at what Peacemaker just did. DC to me is leading the game. If you talk, you know, if you're talking, who's doing it the best right now? But Star Wars has a bunch of different things that they got working. I know people are, well, wait, how do you say DC is leading the charge right now? They've got one series. I love that one series. We'll talk about it in a little bit. I love that. I mean, look, there's a lot of the stuff, the, the WandaVision I liked a lot. I didn't love Hawkeye as much as everybody else did. I liked it. Uh, Loki I liked a lot too. But I don't know. It's just that, but Peacemaker was just my sense of humor also. And just I liked it. Was, there was just no handcuffs. I would much prefer to watch James Gunn do DC stuff than than Marvel. Um, I think he works better there. It's my personal opinion, but whatever. But this Star Wars series, man, I'm in it. I'm in it. I want to. I'm not in the this, this show, but I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm excited to see it. Um, and I like the idea that we're gonna get. We're gonna have Star Wars TV, at least two to three shows, and not including animation, a year. That's great. That's fun. 
And if and if well, it's oversaturated. Pick the ones you want to watch. And and if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, you get to watch as many in different eras and different time periods and all that. So, you know, that's why that's why when I tell people that I don't really care about the movies as much anymore because it's just if that what if it was Watts or Webb, I don't remember who who it was. Somebody was rumored to have a movie and then they they lost it because of uh, creative differences. I don't know how true it was. It might have just been a rumor. I have no idea. But that does seem to happen a lot in films. And it's like, in le- I think that if you're going to do a film, whatever that film might be, whether it's Taika Waititi's or, or Kevin Feige's, whatever it is, it should set up an era that you're eventually going to put on TV so you can pluck more from it than you know, starting off maybe as it being the big pilot. If it's like the big pilot, two hour, this is like the Knights of the Old Republic. Let's say that that was the movie. And setting the whole thing up and then leading that into a series that makes you get excited to watch it on Disney+. Plus. Then I, you know, I'd be, I think get more excited because of the tie-ins. It's the stuff that trying to, I don't know, it's it just with no plan that that, that gets me. But anyway, I'm excited for it because I think that Webb could could add a lot to it if that if all these rumors are true and they seem to be because they seem to be coming up more and more and more. And these stories seem to, the bigger outlets are, are catching them, and um, it, it seems to be more and more that this is going to happen. And I think if if so, um, Watts is definitely the guy to to check this out. So we'll we'll see. The bigger question for you guys that I need to figure out. Is you got to make sure that you 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 still you're, you're taking care of your ball bags, and I'll tell you why. You want you want to you want to start. I need you to give me a round of applause. Do that right now, because I am excited to announce that Manscaped has launched their ultra premium collection. And believe it or not, it's not for it's 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 for your not so private parts, and you know that. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for every man and covers you from head to toe. Literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. You got to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. You get 20% off and free shipping, but you got to use that code big thing. You got to do it. I've been, I, you know me. Last night, I had the, my, my, my four-year-old had told me about my nose hair. She, she, she pointed at it, and she, like, ran away. She got scared. So I stuck that nose trimmer in my nose, and it's 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 wonderful. I love it so much. I love it. It's, I'm addicted to that stupid thing. I love it. It's not stupid. It's wonderful. You can enhance your perfect grooming routine, and they have the Ultra Premium Collection. And this is what it includes. You got the Manscaped Premium Deodorant. It's not for your balls. This is for your stinky armpits. They have those. You, the deodorant, it's great. It dries clear. It's aluminum-free, and it smells like their signature scent. Get body wash in there and get two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and a free gift. It's a free gift. They got about four products in there. They got a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. It's a big score, guys. Here's what you should do. You should hop in the shower. You scrub the dub the body with the Manscaped body wash. You lather up your hair with the two-in-one shampoo conditioner. You get your noggin togging. How about that? You dry off and you spray on the hydrating body spray to moisturize dry skin. You put on the Manscaped deodorant for obvious reasons and pop that Manscaped lip balm on. No one out there is kissing them chapped up lips. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use that code BIGTHING at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. With the code BIGTHING, manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Love Manscaped. I do. So good. So good. We got more. We got a lot of stories today. A lot of good ones today. 
But that was the uh, comment on that that um, Star Wars one. What do you guys think? You like it? You dig it? Let's get into Uncharted. Speaking of, um, we were talking about video game movies before. But let's talk about Uncharted. So there's some stuff. It's definitely getting a sequel. I mean, they set it up as much for a sequel. But where's the where's the damn Uncharted? It, it beat box office expectations. So the film adaptation of the Uncharted game franchise, it's coming in ahead of projections. It's set to earn, I think it earned like $50 million. Let me see. I'll tell you right now. This is, this is an earlier report. So I'm going to tell you what box office mojo has right now. Has the weekend. Tom Holland does $51 million over President's Day weekend. Okay. So at this point, the film took in 15.4 on Friday. It's on track for the biggest theatrical opening of 2022 so far. The biggest since Tom Holland's Spider-Man. This, I mean, this kid's just hitting home runs. Critical reviews have been bad, 39%. Audience reviews are at 89%. Yeah, that's I'm telling you, man. Like I I 39%, I don't I guess it's just people seeing and going, I don't know, it's just a generic popcorn movie. And they go right underneath that three, which is what what the Rotten Tomato score is. But it's it's a fun movie. I tell you, if you watch watch my review on it, I think I think that I saw it in the comments. It seems like a lot of the uncharted fans are like, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty generic movie. But it's definitely, the casting wasn't great. And then you get the the people who are just going in to see a fun popcorn movie, you know nothing about the game, wind up enjoying it. So with a $120 million production budget, the film needs to make a good coin overseas. It pulled in $22 million last weekend from a dozen markets, and it looks like it's going to get around $100 million by the end of the Sunday or Monday. What did it do? Let's see. What, it, what did it do worldwide? So worldwide, Uncharted so far has made $139 million. So there you go. $139. So it's going to do pretty good. So it did it. It had a global of 139. They predicted it at 100 million by the time this article was out. Dog is also coming out uh, above estimate, taking in 5 million on Friday, tracking for 15 million four day. So and it's, it looks like it's doing good critically. Uh, Death on the Nile ate it, and when and, and Spider Man No Way Home is coming in third. Good lord! And Jackass Forever is expected to be in fifth. It comes from Variety by way of Dark Horizons. Um, yeah, I think that this is, it, it caught, I, I, it makes a lot of sense why it did well. Absolutely. And for the reasons that I just mentioned earlier about people who I think who had never seen the movie, didn't know what to expect, went in saying ah, that, that Spider-Man's got a new movie. Let's go see what that is. And he, and, he, and they watch it. And it's a fun popcorn movie. You know nothing about it. I saw people coming out of the screening that uh, Ben Bateman being one of them going, I knew nothing about that. I just had a blast. I didn't know what the hell to expect. And I think that that's why it's doing well. And because with things going down now and people wanting to get back into the movies and they look, I just want to get out of the house. Finally, I want to go to the movies. I want to go back to the movies. What's out? This is Uncharted with the Spider-Man kid and, uh, and, and, and Marky Mark. Let's do it. And that's what happened. And now they're, uh, that's exactly what happened to every single place. And they all, and they all sounded like my friend Richard back home. Hey, listen, not for nothing, but, uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting around having uh having Kelly yell at me and uh and I'm sitting in my underwear watching uh watching reports on the Giants and the Rangers, but uh I gotta get out of the house, man. A kid who slings uh, webs with his pizzas, he's got a new uh new movie. He's collecting the trash. Like Indiana Jones. Wanna go? Let's do it. Yeah, Marky Mark's in it as well. Anyway, uh so that's it. That's the box office. It's gonna you know. Get out of the way, because here comes the Batmobile. Just roll, every, roll over everyone's head 
because that movie's going to just annihilate box office records. And the three hour is interesting to see how. I mean, what was Spider Man two thirty five, two forty or something? So I don't know. It, I don't know if it's going to catch Spider Man or get that close, but it's going to do damn damn good, especially if it's good. So we'll see. Right around the corner. All right, what's next? We did that one. What's this one? Oh, this is a cool one. It's off the Star Wars and Marvel and DC train. This is something different. Robert Downey Jr., even though he is in Marvel movies, it's not what this one is. Him and uh, Shane Black are talking about doing stuff again. And they're buddies. I mean, that was honestly the first time I ever, um, I had a chance to to meet Robert Downey Jr. a few different times. And one of the ways I did that is because I was working at Silver Pictures. And we, we we had worked on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and it was right after I had gotten there. And um, these guys are, are two peas in a pod, man. Obviously, Iron Man three. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna looks like they're gonna do something else. And following their collaborations on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Iron Man three, Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black are looking to reteam again for a hard boiled detective yarn. This is, that's what Shane does very well. Matthew Baloney of Puck News. What I'm hearing newsletter via the playlist reports that they are developing a new film based on the career criminal anti-hero character Parker from author Donald E. Westlake. The main protagonist across 24 novels, the uh, rather irredeemable and ruthless character has been adapted for the screen several times as John Borman's 1967 Point Blank starring Lee Marvin, Brian Helgen's Payback, yeah, and Parker with Jason Statham. So it's right around the same area. Um Jim Brown, Robert Duvall, Peter Coyote, and Michael Constantine have all played different versions of the named versions of the character. All right, so this is gonna this is gonna surprise no one. After Jack, after Reacher, why wouldn't you? do This is a TV show, a Shane Black, Robert Downey Jr. Um, TV show. Oh, crush! Somebody picked that up immediately. You do like eight episodes because it's the same question I had when I saw that movie Blacklight. Different. But Liam Neeson making the, that movie Blacklight in 2009 or two, right after like uh, whatever the movie is, The Taken comes out, does a lot better. Nobody even knew that movie. I did a review of it. did like 2,000 views. Nobody knew what the hell it was. And everybody said, I didn't even know this movie was coming out. It came out because that's a movie that back in the day does very well if it follows the, the, the success of Taken and everything that he was doing. That's why they did Unknown and all those other movies that he did, and they did decent enough. It's... 12 years later or whatever the hell it is, nobody cares anymore and streaming services have taken over and you can see movies like that on streaming all over the place. I feel the same with this. It'll be a lot better quality than 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 that movie Blacklight and, and Blacklight was terribly written. This will not be. This will be written very well because Shane Black is a phenomenal writer. But go after the TV on this one. Go after TV, a TV series with Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black writing it. I think that that's the old school mentality. I'm not doing TV. I'm a movie star. I, I could be wrong, but it seems like that's where we'd, we'd bounce into it at that point. But you don't need, I don't think you need to do it. Hope it does well. But I look at, um, I look at, the, what, what was it? The freaking Nice Guys. Nice Guys is awesome. And we went and saw it. And we went and saw it. People don't go to the movies for that anymore. It sucks. What the hell am I doing over here? Yeah, it sucks. But it's, it, it is what it is. People go to the movies for the big Uncharted Spider-Man. Uh, they didn't go for the Suicide Squad, which 
sucks because that movie was fantastic. The Batman they'll go they're gonna go see. Um, but these little movies, man, they it's I think that their new home is TV, and you get to, and and imagine being able to spend six six you know weeks with Robert Downey Jr. as this character. And we'll talk about like uh, look what they did with Pam and Tommy. That could have been a, back in the day. That's a two hour movie, and they probably would even try to maybe even do that as a, as a it would probably come out really terrible as like a, a comedy in the theater or something. If they had the same people involved, right? Because Seth Rogen back probably, I'm not doing TV. And now he does TV and he produced the TV. And, and we'll talk about it later because someone asks about if I'm watching it. But yeah. And and if you go back watching my stuff from like 10 years ago, you couldn't imagine a million years I'd say something like that. But me, for me, it's character development. And it's the stuff that I, I, you know, there's certain things that I think that should stick for movies for sure. But I don't know that one. That one to me, I think could have been a could have been a TV series. But we'll see. I'm still excited, nonetheless, that they're that they're pairing up, and that they're going to be doing something. I will go and see it. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, moving on. Moving on. Is there anything else? To talk? Oh yes. Yep. Peacemaker, man. Peacemaker. This thing crushed. Um, it crushed. But here's here's what we they it set a new HBO Max record, Peacemaker. John Cena, James Gunn. The recent season finale of James Gunn's Peacemaker it set a new record for its streaming service at HBO Max. The series continued to build up its audience from week to week since its debut on January thirteenth. The finale is viewership. It did. Sorry, uh, the viewership was up twenty three percent compared to the previous episode. And up 44% compared to the series premiere. That's big. 44%. Word of mouth is massive with this thing. It also had the biggest single day performance for Max original series ever. While social media engagement for the series has been a smash, the series series finale trending at number two nationwide on Twitter the other day. All right. The eight-episode series. It's already been renewed for a second season with Gunn set to write and direct every episode in the new run. Love that. He loves this show. You can tell he's having a lot of fun with this show, and you could tell the quality of the show. And I had um I had Freddie Stroma on, who plays Vigilante, which is my favorite character on the show. Um, and if you haven't had that ch- chance to watch that interview, please do. And he was just pumped up because I asked him if they were going to do a Vigilante spinoff, and he's like, I just want to do season two. I think he knew already that it was coming out, but um, nonetheless, it's out. It's coming out. It's coming out. And James Gunn is directing it or, or writing is going to direct some of them. And that's great news because that means he wants to. It's not he's not just like, yeah, I don't know, man, you want to do a second one, do it without me. There's some fun stuff. I'm not going to spoil it for you. If you want to watch any of my spoiler reviews, you can watch that. They're up. But I don't, for people who haven't watched this thing, I don't want to I don't want to mess with it. But it's why I said what I said before, where I think that this is a show that is kind of crossed over and people didn't know anything about it. Nobody knew what the Peacemaker was. It didn't have like a. It's not coming off like a massively popular movie. The Suicide Squad didn't do very well. It did bad. And it didn't do very well on HBO Max, which is crazy because it's a fantastic film. It didn't do very well. So it was a massive risk where they probably, I don't think HBO knew what they had on their hands. Um, But it kind of plays into what I just said with, um, now it's different, but what I was talking about with TV, it's different because DC should be taking shots on some properties and they have the budgets to try to get the big popcorn movies and they're going to play into things. There's no doubt. 
But it's the reason why the Marvel series and Star Wars series are working because they're taking their properties and making things. And and they already had some other stuff that they already worked on too, like Doom Patrol and some other things that, that DC was already doing. But by using that 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 name of James Gunn and, and making a series like this and using that humor and saying, okay, these fuckers that didn't go out and see the Suicide Squad will put it on TV where they're going to watch it because they're, they're, they have a subscription. They might as well watch it and see what they want. And this is the whole point. With, I mean, I... Well, that's the same thing with Suicide Squad. You have to understand that that first movie drove a lot of people away. Like even talking to Jeff Dye last week, and I was—he's like, "Yeah, it was, I hated the first one so much that I didn't want to see the second one." And my friend John Pinto, I bring up on the show all the time, same thing. Hated the first one. Why don't I watch the second one? And it, they don't pay attention to the news the way that we do. They don't know about James Gunn. They don't know about these other things. They just hear the Suicide Squad's coming out. And they go, oh, I saw the first one. I hated that thing. I'm not seeing the second one. The casual fan, that's why the casual fan didn't watch it on HBO Max. That's why the casual fan didn't go because they were just like, eh, no thanks. And then Peacemaker comes out, starts to have a TV series, what I hope happens, what I'd like to see is the numbers on the Suicide Squad um, now after that movie came out. That's what I would like to see. That's what I would like to see. But, you know, we shall see. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it as far as news. Let me see. Peacemaker, Patrick Stewart, Halo. Yeah, I got everything. Um, all right, one thing I want you guys to know about. I know we've talked about it already and people are starting to, people are getting into it. I get it. I get it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I know that when you're walking around, sometimes, or I should say gentlemen here, when you're walking around and you're at, you're at a gas station, you've been at a gas station before, I know you have been, and when you're there, you look on over, and what do you see? You see those hard-on pills. You see those hard-on pills. You see them, and you go, wait a minute. Should I do this? Should I do this? And the answer is no, you shouldn't. Because the stuff that's in there, it's not good for you. It's really not good for you. And that's a lot of the the other stuff that's also the the stuff that they they say is really good for you. Um it's not. The pills aren't they're not good. So joy mode, if we've been talking about it right now. I mean, if you guys have you've all gone to the you've all gone to the gym and you've all taken your supplements. Right? Well, my question to you is this. Why not do the same for sex? Right? Because joy mode, it's here. And it's here to save the day. It doesn't matter if you're happy or unhappy with your performance in the bedroom. You got to perform even better. Joy mode's sexual performance booster. It's like a pre-workout, but with sex. You go to great lengths to biohack your way to better mental and physical performance. But what what about the bedroom? Joy mode, what they do is they make Natural and science-backed sexual wellness products for their men. Their sexual performance booster is like a pre-workout, but it's for sex, as I mentioned before. Um, I think it's uh, it's something that's it, people go. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't need. I don't need that. I'm, I'm doing good. Just same thing when you go to a, go to the gym. And Joy Mode was created because the products in the market they're terrible, and they know that they could do better. Prescriptions come with all sorts of side effects and the over-the-gas station pills, are they're just sketchy and they're fraudulent, honestly. But lots of guys take both because they don't have a better option. And what you do is you just tear open the, the sachet and you mix it with six to eight ounces of water, just like your favorite electrolyte packet. For best use, you consume it anywhere, from 45 minutes to four hours prior to sexual activity. 
So if you want to spice things up in the bedroom and you boost your sexual performance and you do it naturally without nasty prescription drugs, we have a special offer, a special offer for the Big Thing audience. Go to joymode.com slash big thing. Enter big thing at checkout for 20% off your first order. It's pretty good. That's usejoymode.com slash big thing for 20% off your first order. Thank you, Joy Mode. Excited. People are people are people are joy in the joy mode. It's honestly. And honestly, no shit. All right. So I took some questions from you guys today. Started off and I said, let's do some questions. I want to do some questions. So we got a lot of them. So we're going to finish out the show here doing some questions. Start with the first one by Justin Langley. This is my, my Facebook page, by the way. You go Facebook.com. I think it's just it's either Harloff or Christian Harloff. It's my, the official one. So if you want to ask questions and stuff, uh, the link's in the description for this video. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the Pam and Tommy series on Hulu. On Hulu. If you've gotten a chance to watch it. I have. I'm all caught up. All five. I, haven't, I, mean, I figured I was just going to review the whole series once I watched the whole thing. Um, instead of doing it week to week, because I caught on to it a little later. My wife and I just binged it the other night. It's, it's great. It's great. I think um, Sebastian Stan and, and um, Lily James are just kind of on fire with it. Seth Rogen's pretty much playing Seth Rogen, but he's, but it's, he's great. He's great in it. He's just, but it's, it's like, it's, I don't, when you look at the, you look at the picture of the guy who looks nothing like Seth Rogen. I mean, nothing like Seth Rogen. Um, but the costumes in this show are, are great. The costuming, the, the wardrobe, I should say phenomenal. I feel like I'm right in the middle of the nineties. Um, the story itself is pretty heartbreaking when you think about it, because I think that it's very similar to what we talk about on this show, where I think anytime you're in from a small scale to something like what I'm doing here, um, to the height of what Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson is like, you don't associate people as they, they're just they're just people you see on on TV. They're people you hear on so they're not real. But when you really look at it and you really dive into what people go through, right? And this was like monumental. These people they had a tape stolen from them in their house, stolen from their house. And then this was before you know a tweet could could you know, do damage or, or a tweet could put your name out there and do stuff. And a tweet like could take, again, like imagine if they would have had video of this tweet could put that out there and spread like wildfire. This is the beginning of all that. This is the beginning of all that. It was it. And someone stole it. They, they started putting it on the internet when the internet was starting to move. And it was like the first kind of viral thing that happened. It is nuts. And then you just see them. They don't know what the hell's about to happen, this kind of wave that happens now, you know? And it's like that first kind of big wave of, you know, this is like, they made a tape, the two of them. And they were like really in love. And they'd gotten married after meeting in, you know, whether it was, who knows with that lifestyle. You don't live that lifestyle. I certainly don't live that lifestyle. Who knows? But either way, I think that what they've done very well is show, like Pam, what, she had to go through and the shit that she went through and and a lot of the way that I think that it was they have and I asked Frank because Frank Janish was watching and I said to him at one point I'm like you're really making Tommy Lee to be out to be an asshole man he's a real asshole 
And he's like, I, they're not likable. You don't ever want to root for him. He's like, yeah, want, they really established that in like the first episode and the second episode. But then you start to see it's not, he's not like that the entire run. He's not he's selfish. He's selfish throughout the whole thing. But like you, you like they're portraying him like he legit. I mean, and I know every, all the shit that he did to her and he went to jail for a lot of stuff too. But like, I'm just saying like during this time period, like he, he legit, you know, he was, they were in love. It wasn't. He he wasn't the one that sold the tape or anything like that, but like he, it what they do very well in the series is they they paint different, like here because he is his fucking asshole. This guy Rand, he's an asshole to him, and the guy rips him off. He shouldn't have ripped him off. Shouldn't have stole his shit. Shouldn't have put his shit out there. But he was an asshole to him. Didn't pay him for his job, and he should have taken him to court. Is what he should have done. Um, but then there's other sides of it. You're like, okay, he's he's just fucked up, and he's trying to do right by his wife but he can't get it right but it's her that you're really feeling for she just had all this shit going on in her life at the time that it went down and it like ruined it ruined the the trajectory that she was on and the stuff that she was doing so it's uh it's it's really it's fascinating the way that they play nick offerman's really good in it um they 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 play it it's they they definitely it's not like a it's fun like it's funny but it's also serious you know, I, I dig it. I like it a lot. I think it's a great, great series. Really, really excited for it, um, for the next one when it comes out. All right. This is the next one here. Paul Chetty. When are we going to see Brett and Kate again? Well, you can see Brett and Kate every week if you're part of the SCN Live Patreon. They have a, they have a show that they do every week. But they will be coming back in studio soon. I'm going to start getting people back in. So don't you worry about that. Reese Parkin. Hey, man. I have a question about your time as a writer in the WWE. Oh, man. That's brief. I've spent more time in the toilet in the last two days. What was the process of constructing a show and the storylines, and has that ex- experience helped you with creation of wrestling theatrics in the Schmodown over the last few years? Thank you, and keep up the good work. Um, so, yeah, a lot, lot to break down here. Let's start. What was the process of constructing a show and the storylines? Um, well, I mean, it may be significantly different when I was there in 2001, so it could be very different, you know, 21 years later. Um. It, it was a small team when I was there. Uh, it was my, and I don't even know, it, it was me, one, two, three, four, five, like, I think there was like eight people. You know, Michael P.S. Hayes was part of it, Bruce Pritchard was part of it, Stephanie McMahon, Brian Gerwitz. Um, I'm trying to think. There, was, there were a few, Ed, I can't remember Ed's last name, but there, there were a few, um, and we would, pitch stuff and we would they would talk about the angle that Vince was working on and wanted to do and and he'd come up with things and things that would happen all the time is that we would be there we'd think that it would it passed Vince okayed it and then he changed his mind and wanted to do something different that happened a bunch while I was there um and then there were other times where we had stuff that was structured out and I when I was there I was kind of assigned to some of the newer wrestlers and I had to write like Petty, Perry Saturn something for Moppy when I was there and they would call me in and I had to tell Vince this is what I was thinking and this is what this is kind of the idea and he's like well he wouldn't say that make that way maybe but that makes more sense do that and I, and you know that's kind of that's kind of when it was I wasn't there very long you know so um but it was a, it was crazy it was like going to boot camp but to answer the second part of your question have I used that stuff to use it for schmodown stuff over the top stuff and, and, and all that. Oh, excuse me. Wrestling theatrics. So I don't think it was just, it's not just my experience of being there and and the process of that. 
as much as it was my overall experience watching wrestling um, in my lifetime. Like the golden era and the attitude era are my two. And, and I'm, this is why I told, let me, I'm just going to show you guys this. Let me show you this. So I hope that you guys got that. I hope that it, that played through. So um, as I mentioned, this season is going to be, we already shot a whole bunch of stuff and it's, it's the biggest and it's the best thing that we've ever done. As far as writing goes, um, it's, it's going to be very exciting when I'm able to kind of tell you everything. And it's why it broke my heart this morning. I, I, I kind of broke balls a little bit in the beginning of the show, but like I do go, I think that Reddit over for Schmodown is, is pretty great. And they have a lot of great conversations and they talk about things and they, they get you, they get you talking about it. It's the passion of fans in there. But like, I saw this this morning. So this guy, what's his name? Uh, you repreta, repreta, tada, 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 tita, tata, tata. So he starts off, I'm breaking my fucking uh, uh, balls here. He's busting his ass. He's busting his ass again. Um, he's bringing, I'm breaking my balls here. I can't wait. I'm so fucking pumped for this season. I can't even tell you. Like it's, it's finally the first time, like you got to remember that when the pandemic was, um, when it hit, like we had all these plans of these great things we we're going to do with this show since I took over Skybound. We haven't been able to do that in two years. So I was talking to Jen Sturger and to, uh, Janine and Kevin Smith and Ellis and everybody about what we had just done. I'm like, how different does this feel? And they all said the same thing. This is so different. It's so much fun. It's so exciting. And I posted this thing on my, my, my page the other day on this, this page, this channel. And so I wrote, I have a question for my new subscribers and my subscribers in general. How many of you have watched the MTS? How many have watched in the past? How many are watching currently? And how many have never watched? And I said, this Saturday is the 26th and it's the most unique season I've ever done. And I remember the writing of it was the most that I had ever done. The, the idea, the structure, putting it all together, it's the most unique that I've ever done as far as that goes. Um, but man, this guy, like this morning, I was fucking bummed because I'm like, okay, maybe they're going to start, they're, they're, these announcements are coming out and this is happening, this happening. And it's like the overhype train. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to I'm fucking hype in it. I'm so pumped for this season. It's like, it is nothing I've ever done. I'm so excited for it. It's like, I wrote this whole fucking thing. I can't wait. And it's like, hasn't even started yet. I'm like, dude, I just taped all this shit. And it's like, I was like, I'm like, oh man, this is the place. I'm like, it's the same thing I think with Star Wars that I was talking about before. It's like, don't you want it to be fun? Don't you want it to be good? Don't you want it to be hyped? It's like, why, why, it's like, why do people go there just to like, not just this Reddit, but in general, people just go there to like, think about what could be bad or what could be like, it's, I don't get it. And it was, it was really, it was a bummer this morning. Like, and I, t I've told myself this season, look, the other side of it is that I'm, what I'm very aware is as the Schmodown is, is modeled off of wrestling, um, that not everybody's going to be happy with the stuff that you're doing. They're going to, they're going to have ideas. I'll put stuff out that you guys aren't going to like, and that's fair, totally fair. But like, 
yeah, I'm hyping it up because I'm fucking excited about it. I'm really excited about it. It's the it it is something that like just jolted me full of energy. And something I thought about, and I was like, oh, and I can't wait for people to hear about it. I can't wait to do these little teases of, uh, on the channel to get people hyped up about it, to see once we finally get there, they're like, oh, okay, that's what you were doing. Okay. And then once it comes out, you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, I, there's nothing I can do about that. Your opinion's your opinion. But, like, that one that one got me this morning. And and just to be, I mean, you know, why would you tell people that? I was being honest. That one, that one bothered me this morning when I saw that. And it's like, because I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm fucking excited about it. I tweeted out about it. I put YouTube about it. I'm like, I can't wait. I talk to my family about it all the time because I'm like, oh, I can't wait till they see this. I hope they enjoy this. I'm making this show for you guys. And it's like sometimes, you know, people can be dicks. And it's like, you know, I don't know why. But that, that, one, that, one, that one got me. That one got me. But you got to have the thick skin because, you know, and that's, not, that's nothing yet. That's nothing yet because once this new shit comes out, not, maybe not everyone loves it. But either way, that yeah, that one bummed me out. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's go on to the next one. Uber parta frata reprata tata. Whatever, I'm just breaking you golf, man. Keep on posting. Have a blast. I'm gonna figure out how to do Reddit. I haven't even an account yet. Um, but I'll I'll get one. Maybe I'll do a Q and A over there. Maybe that's what I'll do. All right. Anyway, we did Justin Langley's Paul Chetty. We did that one. There we go. We did that. We just did that one, you stupid asshole. Sorry about that. Mike Sullivan. How did you go from Queens to New Jersey and then L.A.? Sounds like a horror movie to this East Coast biased New Yorker. Well, thank you, Mike. Well, I never went to New Jersey. New Jersey. I never went to New Jersey. Um, that was Tom Dagnino that was in Jersey. I never went. Uh, I mean, I've been there before, but I've, I've never lived there before. So I went from New York to Florida to L.A. And how that all happened. I, I, I've told this story briefly, but for those people who are maybe brand new to the channel and just kind of found me. Um, but when I was in the seventh grade, my mother took me and my brothers to San Diego for like three weeks. Um, and it was like going to another planet. And it was a planet that I really enjoyed. I was kind of unhappy as a, I think I was like 12 at the time. I was a little unhappy, you know, I was... Two years after my parents' divorce, I was kind of, uh, I was an awkward kid, you know, and I was also the class clown, and that's kind of how I, how I got through school was cracking jokes and doing stuff that way. I had my little circle of kind of other class clowns, but I wasn't like the cool kid. I wasn't that. I was just like a kid that was, was awkward, and I was, I was sad because, you know, I just wasn't, wasn't happy at, at, at that age. But my mom took me and my brother's to San Diego and I was the most happy I think I'd have been in, in my life when I went there I just felt like a different person felt like from the way reacting to people when I was out there and it was just something like I went it was like it was like this I think it was like called like the boys and girls club or something I think that's what it was where I was I was there for a little while and and I had done this stuff with my with my brothers and we were there and um and I just fell in love with California. And I said to myself at that young age, one way or another, I will get back here. One way or another. And, um, and that's what I did. I just kept that in my brain. And when I was, how old was I? I don't know. I, was, I went to college at Iona College for my first year. I stayed in my first, I was living in Queens, for high school in Queens. 
said, I had to get out of Queens. I just had to get out, uh, and, and I wanted to go and, and go somewhere else, and I didn't go very far. I went to New Rochelle, which is like a half an hour away from Queens, maybe 45 minutes uh, with no traffic. And I lived there. I went to school there for my first year. It was a business school, and I said, I don't know. My dad was living in Florida at the time, and he said, hey, they have these programs. If you want, you can come in. I mean, and you can go. It was like the you can go straight from Iona. You might not have the grades right away to get into Florida or Florida state or whatever it is. But if you want to come in, you can go to junior college. They have the, they have the program here that if you, after you go to junior college for a set amount of years, whatever you can, or set amount of credits, whatever it is, you can transfer to one of the big schools. So I'm like, I thought about it. I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time. We wound up breaking up. Uh, and then I went and I got into, um, and then I went to live with my dad for a bit. And then I got back together with my ex-girlfriend and I almost went to the University of Georgia, which there's a whole other story. Professor Crow, oh, I've talked about on, <laughs> I can't do Professor Crow right now that the window's open. But Professor Crow um, was, um, yeah, she, she was not a fan of mine. And I wound up, and I still, to this day, I can tell the whole story some other time, but like I didn't get into University of Georgia and then I went going to Florida State uh, the next semester met a lot of friends here, but then had the goal to get back to California. And eventually I did that and I got to California, but those are, those are other details, uh, way down the line in a different, in a different video. Um, what's next? What's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what's next. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next is your lawn. You gotta, you gotta pay attention to your lawn. I don't know if you guys do my, my lawn is already looking better and I'll tell you why, because Spring is right around the corner. And the soft grass, it's right under your feet. But you got to get your lawn back. This is what Sunday does. It gets your lawn growing and it helps to keep it healthy all season long. You know, some of you think that about lawns and you th you're not even thinking about it because it's wintertime. But right now, that's the time you got to prep for it. You, you say, ah, but it's got so much to do. Get it green and healthy. But Sunday takes care of all the work for you. Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. All you got to do is visit Sunday.com. You put in your address and their lawn uh, an uh, analyst. Yeah, there you go. Their lawn analysis tool will do the rest. Then they use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it. Just attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. It takes less than 15 minutes. And best of all, it works. Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plan. It starts at $129, and you can get 20% off check checkout, but you got to go to getsunday.com slash bigthing20. You get 20% off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash bigthing20. Love Sunday. Get it, man. I'm telling you. So for Kaiser saying, I'm going to get my own lawn, eat shit, buddy. I got Sunday. Um, let's move on. Thank you to Mike for that question, by the way. Justin Square, if you can have an hour-long conversation with yourself at any age, what age would you pick and why? Uh, I hate to make this kind of like a sad show. This Reddit guy really got to me more so than I than I wanted to. For people, damn it. Um, probably when I was younger, man. Probably after like 10 or 11 years old. I'd say just hang in there, kiddo. You know? Um, there's uh, You just got to figure it out. Because I think that is kind of a sad kid. So sorry about doing this today. I don't just normally not normally not me. 
I don't know what it was. I don't know what that comment got me today. I was just bummed. I thought I was making something fun for everybody. So I'm sorry to be sad today, everybody. But, you know, that's what it is. You guys are pulling me down that road. So let's move it on. Gerald Yelverton. Do you think the movie, movie pundit industry will ever see an era where there's so many super teams like Collider, Screen Junkie, Schmoes at the same time again? I'll be honest with you. I hope not. Um, as much as I have to be very thankful for all the wonderful things that came from that era, I think it kind of hurt the YouTube movie space when all that stuff was going on. Um, because it, it changed what YouTube ultimately was. And, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I think I've talked about it recently. Um, and it's gone back to that. And I think it should stay that way. Uh, YouTube started as what we're doing right now. Just back and forth, having a conversation, talking to your audience, responding to the comments, doing that. And, and then it got corporate, whether it was, you know, Defy or, Collider or, or, or IGN or Nerdist or any of it. And it became like, and the idea from everybody included was let's do ESPN for movie news. And everybody felt that way in movies. And and I think it's more relatable when it's stuff like, I, I certainly have more fun doing this. I got caught up in it. There's no doubt about it, but um, I had more fun when it was Mark and I just together doing the reviews and doing that. Like, and that's why I think I'm enjoying this more. Like, the early version of like when Mark and I would just do, we I think we just did a podcast with each other. We had, um, we'd have a guest come in, shoot the shit, you know, and then we just kind of bounce it back. And it's just like, to me that that's, that's what I like to do and have that because it's just, we, you can focus a lot more. And I think that um, that's what people are doing now. A lot of people are doing, even people that we, we, we like they're doing, I think that's more accessible. I think it's more enjoyable for everyone involved. Um, so no, I don't, I don't necessarily think, or, or you never know. I mean, it could be in in different spaces, maybe not in the movie space, but I don't think it's going to happen in the movie space again, but I don't know. I could be wrong. All right. Next one. This is a big one, but I like it back to Langley. Hey, I love what you're doing. Following you since the early days on AMC talk with Campy and the crew love seeing you legitimately happy doing what you're doing and really shows in your work. So random, not current. However, my buddy and me went back and watched spawn last night and it's bad. But however, we're also watching the series, and it's great. Yes, okay, that's what I was going to say. So my question is, how would you go about making a Spawn movie today, and do you think it's an IP studio thing that they can make? Well, I know Todd McFarlane seriously like, wants to do it. He talked about it, I think, when he was on Collider Live, he talked about doing it, and they, they even said they were doing a movie. Um, I'm going broken record here, man. Take the fucking HBO series, the animated series, and adapt the whole series onto an HBO Max show. I mean, look what Peacemaker did as far as pushing the pushing the limits. Got pushed the limits on that show, like a horror slash. You know, it's a, you can. Re, I mean that that animated series was creepy. Um, make that an HBO Max show. Get Spawn out of the. I know, I know, you're tired of it. I get it, but it's uh, make it an HBO Max show. That's how you do it. That's how exactly how I would do it today. And yes, you could definitely do it. Next question. Here we go. All right. Oh, we did that one already. All right. A lot here today. Well, a couple left. Luke stuttered. Studard. I'm sorry. I hope it stuttered. Sorry, Luke. I have a question. How do you handle the juggling of leading such a big product like the Schmodown with multiple people you have employed? Like, do you have people you can fight in and talk to help you with hard decisions? Also being someone who's very idea-oriented, how do you keep level-headed enough to listen to other people when 
uh, in your life when they feel your idea is wrong? Um, really great question. So, and it's actually something I think that people don't really understand. So that's why I did the partnership with Skybound. Um, like I have the full team over there that I have, um, you know, creative, I have the full creative output and they listen to what I say, but like stuff like when there's certain decisions and certain things that as far as hiring and things like that, all questions should be directed to them. Um, for sure. A hundred percent. I'm here to make a show. I'm here to do the creative on it, but because it was my thing and my, and Mark's thing for such a long time, people still tweet at me, go to me, ask me questions about certain things. And I'm like, Skybound's right over there. Skybound, that, that's where the, that's so when you ask about the hard decisions and questions about things, Skybound. Um, but creative decisions and things of that nature goes to your second part of your question. Uh, it comes to the creative side of it and I have ideas. I have people that I trust very much so inside of my team that I will say, hey, this is something I was thinking of and something, and like someone I've been actually talking to creatively a lot. There, there are a lot. So I'm not, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave everybody out, but somebody that I've been talking to as far as storylines and stuff has been Andrew Guy. I've been talking with Andrew Guy a lot. Um, and, and Jen Sturger, both of them. But Jen Sturger has a, has a great mind for wrestling and ideas. And that's why when, again, sorry to keep harping on this, but like today when I saw that, I was like, fuck man, like really like overhyping. I'm like, I'm like, I just thought like Sturger who will tell you right away. If she thinks the idea is no, the people aren't going to like that. This, she'll tell you right away. She's like, I have never had so much fun doing this show. And I'm like, I know it felt like exactly what we wanted to do. And same thing. And I'm like, and I'm, I was like, I was like, like dancing in my kitchen this morning, thinking about like coming in. I'm like, I can't wait for them to see it. And I'm like, let's see what's Reddit, what Reddit's saying. And, and then that guy, I'm like, that dude has no idea. And maybe, and maybe he doesn't care, but that's why I'm saying. People have no idea what the effect they could have on your day. Like I went into the day so excited for the day, so excited for the day of like getting, because we're, we're prepping as we're coming up with more material coming out. We have a video coming out to announce managers and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, all right, what are they, what are they, what are they in talk about? Are they, are they hyped about the manager? Are they, are they speculating? Cause I listened to a certain point of view last night and all they're doing is speculating. Like they're having fun. They're speculating about who's on, on, on each faction and what could happen here. I'm like, that's the kind of conversation I want to listen to. And, and, and I'm reading, okay, they're thinking this, they're thinking that they're not they're, like, I love following. That's why I'm people, why do you go to Reddit? That's why. Cause I like following those conversations of the speculation and all that. But like this one knifed me in the fucking heart. It just knifed me in the heart. And again, I know, sack up, get, get a thick skin. But I'm being completely honest with you guys. Like, it just changed my day. I, went, I was like, I had to go this morning and do something. I was just like, really? Really? Like, that was, ugh, fuck. And I know it's one dude. I get it. But then, you know, you people pile on. It's part of it. I get it. I understand. I'm just venting to the big thing audience today. But, man. And I don't know what type of guy this is. This is the type of guy, that, and, I'll, and we'll find out today, I'm sure, because he'll post about it. Is it a type of guy that's like, you know, we're trying to feels like a human being and says, Oh fuck. I, I didn't mean to fuck that guy's day up. Or does he say, ha ha blah, blah, blah. And, and, and gotcha. Cause there's gotcha people out there. There's gotcha people out there. Anyway, I don't know. It was, you know, this is the, this is the thing with this show. It just, it goes, it goes where it goes. Whatevs. But as far as Andrew guy and, and Jen go, those they, I've been I've been talking to them a lot creatively and 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 Andrew will will always ask questions is what I love when I when I have like these angles and I said I put together this one angle this year and I was going through it and Andrew was like 
saying, well, what about this and this? Oh, really? You think that's going to work? How come? And he'll ask a question. I'm like, and it, it challenges me because then I'll, I'll, I'll move it around. Same thing with Jen. Jen, Jen had something that I don't want to ruin because it's, it's going to, it's going to actually, it'll air during the most overhyped season ever, apparently. But, um, but Jen, we were shooting this thing and I had made this decision. I made this call to put a certain character somewhere and then move it and do that. And Jen goes, well, that character wouldn't be there. That character wouldn't do that. It would, it would, it should be this character instead. And immediately I went 100% you were right. Absolutely. That makes much more sense. So I very much so listen to a, a lot of the input that is coming out from, and from, from you guys too. I, I like to listen to, but that's what I'm saying though. That's why I like to listen to a certain point of view. And that's why I like to listen to these shows that like to do it constructively. I don't want everybody to be like, Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. I want to hear. Oh, okay. Maybe that me- person makes a good point. It's like when people just want to like cut you that that's like, I don't get it. Like that's what I don't get. And it's also cause you know, that, that guy don't know him. He doesn't know me. He He has a perception of me an idea of who, who he thinks I am. But like, I actually thought about maybe reaching out to the guy and say, Hey man, why don't you and I just have like a conversation? And I'm like, you can't do that with everything. And it's, it's, you can't have conversation with everybody. Not everybody's going to like everything you do and not everybody's going to, you know, be excited for everything. Some people are, 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 are skeptical by nature and it's your job to prove to them. My job now is to prove to what's his name? Flatipatio, Flatipatio, Flatipotamus. What is his name? Hold on. It's my job to get hopopotamus, hopopotamus? No, reprotata. My job is to get reprotata hyped in the season. So hopefully reprotata, if he's just going to be, you know, there are some people that are just critics that just want to be your critic just to be your critic, and there's nothing you can do ever that's good. My deal is to get hopopotamus and get him to say, hey, man, you hyped it up and it was right. That's the goal. That's the goal. But you never know. Who knows? I don't know shit. Do you? I know this is a long episode, but I dig it. I dig you guys. I wish I knew. Me too. Do me a favor, please. What's that? Get out of here. I am. Get out of here, man. Shit. All right, fine. I'm out. I'm out. All right, it was a fun one. I was uh, was a little open today. I was a little open today. I hope you enjoyed it. Go to the Apple Podcast, will you? Go to the app, but subscribe here first. Subscribe here, notification, do all that. But but go to the Apple Podcast and Spotify and all that. That helps tremendously. Really helps tremendously. All right, everybody. It was a good one. Um, comment away. And and that was the other question. For people who are wondering, you know, if you if you wrote a comment on a video a little while ago and hasn't yet responded, it's it's taken me a while. With the with the launch of the new season and everything, I'm I'm doing it. I'm going through it. I mean, and I, it's a good problem to have. There's a lot of comments all over the place. So I go through and I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to tackle a bunch today. I need to go on an airplane. That's what I remember when on an airplane one day, I did like four hours worth of comments. I, this is a, it's hard to do, it's hard to do, but I'm going to get to it. I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest. So comment away, have fun. And once again, guys, please, if you haven't checked out the schmo down season nine, it's, it's really something that I'm, I'm super excited about. And obviously the team, that put it all together. Um, they they crushed it with Thad Williams back in production, Terry Lynn, Courtney, uh, Kim. I mean, there's so many people. Brian Ward, David B. So many people that I can't even imagine all the stuff that uh, that has been that's been going on and, and helping out for this season. I cannot wait for you to see it. And I know that's then that's ultimately why I put that post out there. By the way, the post was to say to people because I and it, it did its job. And a lot of people had said, "Hey, man, I li- I." 
one, I never watched it. I'm like, well, check out this season. Two, um, I used to watch it back in the Collider era when it was a little bit more fun. I said, that's the whole point of this season. It's fun. I used to like more of the storyline stuff. Same thing. I just like the trivia. You're going to have something for yourself, too. Um, so, like, we wanted to appease every single fan, Hopopotamus and Sotopotamus, that guy, too. Like, we wanted to appease every single fan and the things that you like. Because ultimately, even as much as I kid, that guy's a fan. Otherwise, he's not going to be there. And there's something about it at one point or another that he liked. Um, so my goal, our goal, is to make sure that we can find something for everyone to enjoy this season, no matter what it is. So that's why I want to get the feedback from you guys. I'm excited. Please, if you're brand new to the channel, and you go check it out. The link for the Schmodown is in the description of this channel. It is, uh, it is, it, we're really, we're re very excited and, and proud of it this season. I can't wait. February 26th, uh, Smasher comes back from a, from a year and a half away after battling cancer. And he's got to go up against Chandra Dandapani, Video Drew, and Claudia Dolph going up against the Wildberries. Josh McCougan, Elliot Dewberry are back. So, um, so much fun. Storylines are back. Everything's back. So, I hope you're, you come back and you check it out. It'll be very easy to follow. Um, and that's the other thing. So, when this announcement comes out on the 26th, I don't think it's ever been easier to follow than, than this season. So, uh, I am going to keep hyping it up, so I, I can only apologize so many times for that, but I'm, I'm not going to apologize for being excited for something that I can't wait for you guys to see. Um, it is, it is, it, it, and, I, and I can't wait to tell you how we came up with it also afterwards, too, because that's, that's going to be the fun story that I can't tell yet because I don't want to spoil anything, but that's the thing that I'm really pumped for. So like I said, I won't ever apologize for hyping things up when I get really excited about it because I am. I'm very excited about it. I'm pumped about it in the same way that I was where I said that I, I, I think, like, it's okay to know when you're doing something that's not, that's not working to be able to move and shift and do things. That's why this channel was created. And I think that this channel has been a lot of fun and, and it's, and I've had so much fun working on it and I can't wait to keep putting more stuff on this and this evolves and eventually, and, and the Schmodown had to evolve too in one way or another. And, and, and it was just a matter of finding it where we had to find the, the right rhythm for what people liked in the pop culture world, what we're doing. And we had to find the right rhythm for the Schmodown. And I believe we got it. So, um, Skim Papadopoulos, I hope that uh, I hope that you like it, and I and I am excited to see your comments on Reddit. I hope I do hope that we we have a human conversation about it. But you know, if you're there to burn the world down, then so be it, my good man. Um, either way, I hope that I get you on board. I hope I get you all on board. But I'm excited for today's show. Thank you guys. I'm I'm I'm, I'm pumped for you guys to see everything we're working on. Peace out, and we'll talk to you next time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.